Everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast to be named later. This is our season one finale and our championship for season one. We've got our three championship series winners back uh, to duke it out in the World Series. We've got Biscuits, we've got Jeremy, and we've got Deej. So before we get going, we're going to do another quick introduction. If you could, if you folks could just give your names, your favorite teams, and uh, this week we're going to do your favorite old-timey baseball nickname. Uh, so uh, let's start off with Biscuits. What do you got? So, uh, what's up, guys? It's Biscuits, uh, moderator for our baseball, ex-college baseball coach. Um, my favorite old-timey name is going to be Boots Hoffenberger. All right. And a pitcher for the Tigers and Brooklyn Dodges. Very cool. And then on to Jeremy. Yeah, all right. Uh, my name's Jeremy. Uh, I am uh, from Chinoy. Uh Cub country, but a diehard Cardinals fan. So, go Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And I run a little company called Brain Bass Trivia, do trivia games live online, and then hopefully in person. Favorite old-time nickname uh, as a Cardinals fan, I'm going to go with uh, Frankie Frisch, the Fordham Flash. The Fordham uh, Flash, there you Old-timey, go. I love that name. And then on to, on to Deej. Hey, I'm Deej, uh, the Deejus. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm a fan of that particular team. <laughs> and um, I think uh, my favorite uh, old-timey Baseball name that I could come up with on the spot is a uh, Count Sensendurfer. I nice. uh, don't remember anything about him. I, I, I want to say he was like a, like an NA guy, like 1870s. But uh, I saw it and I was like, I'm glad that someone with that name played Major League Baseball. There you go. One. The reason I know about Count Sensendurfer is uh, somebody um, – I read that Mariano Duncan and Mariano Rivera are the only two Marianos in MLB history, and they were teammates. So I was searching for other guys like that. And I found that the only two dudes named Count were teammates oh, at well, one point. Oh. But then a third Count came in after them. So there's an asterisk. But at one time, Count Sensenger for <laughs> a different Count were the only Counts ever. And they were on the same team. And uh, my name is Andrew. I am a Yankees fan. And I got to go with uh, Johnny Ugly Dickshot. Johnny Dickshot. Ugly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He doesn't even I believe he is in the book, last by the Dickshot. way. That's a perfect uh, we've got two rounds in the game. We've got 10 questions in each round. Each question will be worth five points apiece, unless I otherwise specify. In between the two rounds, we will have our hit and run round, where you folks will go back and forth naming players that fit a certain category. At the end of the game, we will do our extra innings round, where you will wager any or all of the points that you have built up over the course of the game on a series of three questions. And at the end of the game, one of you folks will be the podcast to be named later, Season 1 Champion. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Right, start us off with question number one. And this one is a two-parter worth five points apiece. Who are the only two players to triple for their 3,000th career hit? No one of them. And lock in. Sure. All right, so Biscuits is locked in. Uh, I'll, I'll lock in. All right, and so is Deej. So, Jeremy, talk it out. Okay, good deal. All right, so I know Paul Molitor did it, and he was the first guy to do it, which means the second guy to do it do it after Paul Molitor. I want to say it might be, I think, I want to say Ichiro. 
So I'm going to say Ichiro and Mo- I know Molitor did it. He was the first guy to do it. So Molitor and uh, Ichiro are my answers. All right, Jeremy going with Paul Molitor and Ichiro and Biscuits. Yeah, uh, Molitor and Ichiro. And Deej. I had Molitor and Jeter. It is Molitor and Ichiro. Uh, Jeter did, in fact, homer for his 3,000th career hit. Um, but, yeah, Paul Molitor and Ichiro. And I think he was the second guy to homer for his 3,000th hit, too. Jeter was the yeah, second. Yeah, Boggs, I remember that. A-Rod became the third, and Wade Boggs was the first. And, actually, Ichiro's triple could have been an inside the parker. Like, if he, if he went for it and got – and there was a play at the plate, it would have been kind of close. So, that would have been interesting yeah. to see. All right, moving on to question two. From the years of 1980 to 1991, who was the only player to lead the American League in stolen bases that wasn't named Ricky Henderson? All right, I'm going to lock in. Uh, I'll lock in. Okay. So my first thought was Indians, but Kenny Lofton didn't start leading the league until later. And then, obviously, Tim Raines is in the National League. That Oh, you know who it is? Royals, Willie Wilson. I think it's Willie Wilson. I'm going to go with Willie Wilson. All right. Jeremy locking in with Willie Wilson and Biscuits. Uh, we're going to go with Harold Reynolds. Biscuits That's who it is. Harold Damn Reynolds. it. And Deej. Good job. Uh, I know Ron LaFleur was a kind of a speedy guy, late 70s, early 80s. And I know he – I believe he led both leagues in steals at one point. So I was going to go ahead and say Ron LaFleur maybe he it's, did it with the Tigers. It's 100% Harold Reynolds. As soon as you said that, I was like – It is It is MLB Network's own Harold Reynolds. He had 60 oh, in 1987, uh, yeah. a year when Ricky oh, Henderson was hurt. And great job. Great years. pull. Kenny Lofton, uh, Kenny Lofton followed Ricky Henderson because he went like five years in a row. Where he, yeah. You know, and I think Willie Wilson was the guy right before Henderson too. Gotcha. So I think I had the guy that was like right before that streak and right after that streak, <laughs> and I completely forgot about Harold, Harold Reynolds. <laughs> oh, sounds right. All right, moving on to question three. Who was the last pitcher to start game one of the World Series in consecutive seasons for different teams? I'm locked in on this one. Uh, I'll lock in. Yeah, so, oh, man. I have a hard time coming up with the World Series teams that did not win. This is a blind spot for me. Um, trying to go back just year by year. Yeah, I got nothing. Not going not gonna to come up with anything. Okay, so Biscuits is tapping out. Uh, Jeremy, what do you have for an answer? Well, so I know 100% this guy did it. I'm just hoping nobody did it since. Uh, 1991 game one starter, 1992 game one starter for the Twins and the Blue Jays, Jack Morris. Also was the 1984 game one starter for the Tigers, but Jack Morris is who I want. Jeremy going with Jack Morris and Deej. So um, I did go to Jack Morris, but then I remembered Cliff Lee was on the 09 Phillies and the 10 Rangers. And flopping between Lee and Morris, I'll just say Lee. It is Cliff Lee. From that the, is a great answer. Yeah, from the 2009 Phillies and then the yeah. 2010 Rangers. And then he I was worried that I had forgotten somebody, and I sure as hell did. All right, moving on to question four. Who holds the record for most RBIs in a season by a switch hitter? Ooh, I got a handful. Yeah, I'll, I'll lock in. All right. I'll, I'll lock in. So the question is, is there somebody besides Mickey Mantle like, what is Mickey Mantle's high total? And who could be higher than Mickey Mantle? Uh, and I think, I don't remember Mickey Mantle ever having, like, 
150 RBI season. I mean, Chipper doesn't have anything that high. I'm going to go with Mickey Mantle because I don't I, – if it's not Mantle – if it is Mantle and I say something else, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> and I think it's not Mantle, but I'm going to say Mickey Mantle. All right, Jeremy going with Mickey Mantle and Biscuits. So it's going to be more than Mantle, but it's not going to be much more. This is going to be early Mark Teixeira. All right, Biscuits on with Mark Teixeira and Deej. Um, yeah, that's a good guess, too. Uh, when I said locked in, I was thinking, man, I'll that's my answer. But um, I was thinking back to Frankie Frisch. Like, it could have been someone like that. Maybe Chris Speaker. Uh, I, I think those guys are little switch hitters, and they played in the, the 20s when, like, you know, anyone batting third in any given lineup could have 160 RBS season at some point. But uh, I, was, I was going with Mantle. Uh, those guys popped into my head. And the answer with 144 in 2005, it is Mark Teixeira. Yeah, nice. This gets killing it, man. A Rod was on that team, right? Oh no, in 05, I guess. In 05 now. Uh, I yeah. think. I think they were both on the team in 2003. So I think 2003 was Teixeira's rookie yeah. year, and that was A Rod's last year there. Yeah, that sounds about right. And they still went 70 and 92 or something. <laughs> All right, moving on to question five. In 2008, what Colorado Rocky stole five bases in a game against the White Sox, but somehow managed to not score a single run? Uh, I'll lock him. What year did you say? 2008. You know what? I'll lock him. All right. right. So, Jeremy, talk about All right. So, we got Dexter Fowler. I'm pretty sure he'd have been on the Rockies then. He's obviously a stolen base guy. And you got uh, Willie Tavares. Also a stolen base guy. And Niger Morgan, was he on the Rockies then? I don't think so, but he's a stolen base guy and could have been. And he was a big stolen. I'm going to say Willie Tavares. All right, Jeremy going with Willie. I think it's Tavares. Tavares, whatever. Yeah, Tavares. Right, Willie yeah. Tavares. And Deej. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Willie Tavares. He seems to have every, like, Rockies record from the, that Zeros decade that involves, like, you know, like like hits or, or, or steals or appearances. Um, um, there was a guy named Todd Helton who's got probably most of the Rockies records from, from yeah, that decade. Not yeah, stolen bases, like but the rest of them are yeah. probably are yeah. probably Todd Helton. Yeah, eight of them are Helton. One's Tavares and one's like Vinny Castillo or some random uh, leftover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came back. And, uh, and Biscuits, what do you got for an answer? So it's definitely Willie Tavares. And the only other guy that would be anywhere close who that would have been Matt Holiday, who would have stole some bags. But even then, I'm pretty sure that was Tavares' one year of he stole like 25, 25, 25, 28, and then like 30, and then 67 one year. And so he's never got close. We had one year with the Rockies. Did he only have one year with that many? I thought he had a couple of like 50 stolen base seasons. Was it only one? Uh, well, one. Okay. All right. Yeah, the answer oh, is we know they never touched. <laughs> uh, Will Tavares also did not touch home when he stole first. I've heard, I've heard that rumor. I, apparently, Rocky players don't uh, touch home. So yeah, Will Tavares is the answer. So question number six, and this question, I'm going to try something a little bit different. This one's a closest to the pin question. Uh, I'll ask you a question with a number Ooh. for an answer. Whichever one of you three gets closest to that number gets the question correct. So only one person can get this one correct. What if we tie? They know both get it correct. Okay. And there's no, no price is right rules. So if you're over, you're under, it doesn't matter. It's just whoever's closest. Fair enough. What percentage of pitchers in the Hall of Fame are left-handed? So just looking for a percentage. 
Percentage of total pitchers being left-handed. Percentage of total pitchers in the Hall of Fame that are left-handed. I'll, I'll lock in. I'll also lock in as well. So the question is, how many pitchers are in the Hall of Fame? How many of them are left-handed? So there are roughly, I want to say, 262 players in the Hall of Fame. I think it's somewhere right around there. I've taken the Sporkle every player in the Hall of Fame quiz a number of times. I'm sure Deej uh, made that quiz. I, 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 I wait, <laughs> you're, you're Deej from Sporkle. Yeah. <laughs> I have played all of your quiz. Well, all your baseball quizzes. Yeah. I just, wow, that is like a freaking light bulb. Just <laughs> you feel like a celebrity now, don't you? A little bit. I yeah. love, love that. <laughs> um, yeah. Here. Holy cow. All right. I love your stuff, man. So th- I believe there's 262 answers to that quiz, I think. Now, how many of them are pitch? And you said percentage of pitchers in the Hall of Fame or players in the Hall of Fame? Percentage of pitchers that are left-handed. Okay. So I am going to say that it's going to be an unusually high number. of If there's 262 players in the Hall of Fame, I'm actually going to say that there is going to be I say there's going to be 90 pitchers and I'm going to say there's going to be over half of them that are left-handed. Cause I think like when you excel as a left-hander, you're more, so I'm going to say 62%. All right. And biscuits. So the world average of left-handed left-handed people is 10%. So I'm going to go a little bit above that. We're going to say 22%. All right. Biscuits going with 22% and Deej. Um, I, I remember hearing that about 30% of all MLB pitchers throw left-handed. Uh, and uh, so the number I had in my head was 31%, just to give a nudge above that. So, and I was thinking, I don't think any of the relievers are left-handed. Um, Billy Wagner would be the first. I know Biscuits uh, is a big fan of Billy. Um, Should be. Uh, if there is a lefty reliever in the hall, I cannot think of who it is. And even most of the guys that have gotten in recently, there's uh, – like Glavin and Randy Johnson and like who else? Like uh, Lefty Grove, Steve Carlton, and then I know there's some old timey guys like. You now talked me into going that I went way too high, Deej. You've convinced <laughs> me I'm um, way too high. Yeah. But yeah, it felt about like the MLB average, and I thought I would add one and say 31. So that was, that, that's my guess, 31 percent. Okay. Uh, so the answer of the 83 pitchers in the Hall of Fame, 17 of them are left-handed for 20 and a half percent. So biscuits getting 10 points on that Ooh, one. Nice. Oh. All right. All right, moving on to question seven. On May 26th, 1959, Harvey Haddix of the Pirates pitched arguably the greatest game in MLB history, throwing 12 perfect innings before giving up a walk-off homer in the bottom of the 13th. What Braves pitcher got the win in that game, throwing 13 shutout innings? I'll lock in. I'm going to lock in. Why not? Uh, um, I mean, as I think about I don't really like the Braves. Yeah. So that's – all right, we'll start with that. Um, the other thing is this is not the Atlanta Braves. This is still in Milwaukee. So I can only really think of one pitcher in that group. So I'm going to go with that one guy. The only guy that I can think of that would be in that group is Warren Spahn. Yeah, I was going to say, if that's not the guy you're thinking of, you need to think harder. <laughs> if you can only think of one Braves pitcher from that era, yeah. All right, so Biscuit's going with Warren Spahn and Jeremy. I do not think it is Warren Spahn. I went with a Luber deck. 
I think it's Luberdet. Luberdet and World Deej. Series MVP. And Deej. Um, I had in my head Johnny Sane. Oh, on insane and pray for rain. It is. I, can't yeah. we, I think we all named Braves pitchers from that team. I think so. Yeah. 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 Luberdet really got the the short end of that uh, of that moniker. Yeah. Moving on to question eight, and this is another two-parter looking for two answers for five points apiece. Who hit a walk-off home run in game four of the 2006 ALCS to win the pennant for the Detroit Tigers, and who did he hit it off of? Yep, I'll go. I, I got – all right, I got both. It was against the Yankees, right? I think. No. You said 2006, right? 2006. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2006. You know, so the World Series that year was much better. Uh, I'll, I'll lock in. I, I, I'm not sure of the pitcher, but I'll just have a guess. So the hitter is Maglio Ordonez. I know that. I think that was actually the year that the A's advanced to the ALCS now. Um, and the closer who would have been in at that point, because Maglio Ordonez hit a walk-off game-winning homer, would have been the closer, would have been Houston Street. Right, so I'm going to go with Houston Street and Michael Ordonez. All right, so Jeremy, Jeremy, going with Street and Ordonez and Biscuits. So it is, it is, Maglio Ordonez and Houston Street. Um, but my first immediate thought was Michael Ordonez hit two homers in that game, and my first thought was who he hit the first one off of. Uh, but that was obviously not the walk off. So uh, Ordonez and Houston Street. And each, uh, I had Ordonez. Um, I was thinking also the A's, but like, I have Justin Dukesher in my head. Justin Dukesher. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Maglio and Justin Dukesher's. Dukesher's is. It is, it is uh, Maglio Ordonez and the much easier to pronounce uh, Houston Street. Ah, nice. So Dan Heron is the other pitcher. He actually started that game. Dan Heron, former Cardinal legend. That's right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Former Nats legend. Former Marlin. I, 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 I assume that home run came off an 88-mile-an-hour fastball. No, 100%. <laughs> 88-mile-an-hour right down the middle. All right, moving on to question nine. Who was the opening day starter in the Florida Marlins inaugural 1993 season? Lock in. Yeah. Um, all right, so they started in 93. Um, they obviously they had the expansion draft. I would assume oh, that they probably grabbed someone in the expansion draft that would have probably been this person. The only person that I can think of though, that was of worth, at least from a pitcher perspective, that would have been in that group was Trevor Hoffman. I think he got picked in the expansion draft uh, by them. Because I know Jeff Conine was in that group. Um, because he got pulled over from Kansas City, Mr. Marlin. Mm-hmm. He's on every Marlin Sparkle quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, yeah. he's a good player, but if that's your Mister Team, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they trade everybody else. Yeah. I mean, he was there for so long, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably the most difficult portion of this, uh, because they were, I think, unremarkable is the word that we'll go with. <laughs> you could say that. That is a fair descriptor um, of that team. Of, of the Marlins as a franchise in general, aside from well, that, two seasons. Uniforms were so teal. 
Oh, yes. No, 100%. A spectacle to watch. I would assume it's probably someone who is late career by that point, because if you're going to get picked in the expansion draft, you've got to be later on in your, in your career. You know, you know what? Uh, Jack Armstrong is coming to mind. I think that he pitched. You know what? I, we'll go with Jack Armstrong. Thank God. I don't know if that's right, but we'll it, go with it's Jack It's not, and we needed you to miss one. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like you were you were so on the right track with everything you said though so i was like he's gonna pull this out he's gonna get this so it's not jack armstrong uh jeremy what do you have for an answer uh it is i believe he was 43 or 44 at the time charlie huff and each it was charlie huff yeah i yep. watched that the, game. the year before him and fisk were on the white Sox, and they were like an 85 year old battery yeah yep. Someone who very much does not throw 88 miles an hour uh, is the immortal Charlie Huff. Yeah. Uh, only Charlie Huff fun fact. I think he gave up one of uh, Reggie Jackson's three homers. Indeed he in, did. Uh, 77. I believe, yeah. I, yeah. Think he, I think it was the third one. All right. Moving on to question 10, which is the last question of the first round. Mariano Rivera is very definitively in first place on the Yankees all-time saves list. Who is second <laughs> with 224? Ooh, uh, I'm going to lock in here. I'll lock in. I'll lock in. So before Rivera, you had John Wetland, but he wasn't there long enough. Uh, you got Goose Gossage played for the Yankees. Uh, you got Dave Rigetti was a closer for the Yankees for some time. So I think it's got to be one of them. The question is, which one of them? Uh, I don't know that Gossage was there. Uh, Rigetti is the one that is is jumping out at me the most. Is there anybody I am forgetting? <sighs> Got Sparky Lyle. I mean, he won a Cy Young, right? Wetland was definitely not there long enough. Gossage? I think he had two stints with them. But I get, I, I mean, I'm Rigetti. I, I can't not go with Rigetti. Rigetti was the closer of my childhood. All right, so Jeremy going with Dave Rigetti and Biscuits. Uh, it's Dave Rigetti. Yeah, right, good. Deej. Um, Spaghetti, Dave Rigetti. It is Dave Rigetti. He had 224 of them. Yeah, Raleigh, or uh, not Raleigh Fingers, Goose Gossage wasn't on the Yankees for long enough, uh, but I think he's actually okay. third on the list because uh, he played for like right. five or well, teams. I mean, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of guys with a yeah. ton, right? Yep. So it doesn't take a lot. Yep. I was actually randomly looking at Rigetti's uh, baseball reference page a couple days ago, and he had a really good season in the rotation for and then the they Yankees. kicked him out. Yeah. 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 It was weird about he won rookie of the year as a starter and that started a, for like was that as a closer or was uh, that a start? I know he won it. I think it was as a starter, actually, yeah. Because he, yeah, he I thought he was a starter for like the first three or four years of his career. He threw no hitter against the Red Sox yeah. on fourth of July. It was good. All right, so that is the end of the first round. Uh we're gonna move on to the hit and run round now, but before I do that, I'm gonna give you a quick score update. Uh, we got a very close game at the moment. With 50 yeah. points, we've got Deej. With 60, we've got Jeremy. And with 70, we've got Biscuits. No surprise there. I knew coming in this was going to be a tight game all the way to the end. Uh, I'm very mad about Harold Reynolds. That is, that's, that's, that's the 10 points right now that I am most mad about missing. Like, that's my childhood. That's my decade. I should not miss that. All right, so now moving on to the hit and run round, the way the hit and run round works, as you guys should know by now. Uh, I've got a list of names. You will just go back and forth naming players that fit the uh, category that I have provided. 
when you get a player wrong or you repeat a player, you will be eliminated and the other two players will be able to continue. And when the second player does the same, the last contestant will be able to just go by themselves naming players. Um, I've actually got more than 30 names on this list just because it worked out that I couldn't have exactly 30. Once we get to 30, I'm just going to stop just because I've always done 30. So I know I'm, I'm, I'm sure one of you guys will, will name more than 30. But once I get to 30, I'm just going to stop you. There's actually 34 names on the list. Um, and the category this week for the hit and run round is players that have won at least eight gold gloves. So players that have won at least eight gold glove awards. <laughs> I think we know where I'm going. <laughs> so we will start off in the order you guys are placed in. Unless so be, Biscuits wants to be a jerk about it. It'll be Biscuits, Ooh. Jeremy, and Deej. So Biscuits, start us off. Uh, yeah, we'll go uh, Brooks Robinson will be the first one I'm thinking of. He had... 16 of them. He is on the list. You going to make me say it, Andrew, or you, uh, you don't know what I'm going to say here? I mean, I, there's a few guys yeah. I know you could go with. Yeah, I think we're going to go with the wizard, my hero, the greatest of all time, Ozzy Smith. Ozzy Smith, not on – no, he's on the list. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I know you're, you're in Connecticut, but I will come over there, and we will have some words. I, I, had, I, had, a, like, I had the list – obscuring my zoom chat but i made sure to move it just so i could see your reaction when i told you that that was actually wrong uh, but no Oz, ozzy smith of course is on the list he has 13 I, I don't know if i had a reaction but my heart did skip a beat when you were like what I'm like, i was getting ready to yell just by the way and uh on to deej uh greg maddox greg maddox he had get 18 of them back to biscuits. what do you guys think about the pitcher gold glove i think it's kind of the gold glove in general is kind of just like it's it, it's because it's voted on. It's mostly by the players, right? So it's just oh, who won it last year. He was good this year. Yeah, I give it to him again. Yeah, that's why, that's why that's why Greg before. Maddox wins it eighteen years in a row because no one knows yeah. of any other good pitchers, and he won it once, and he's just gonna keep winning it. So uh, back to biscuits. Uh, Pudge Rodriguez. Pudge Rodriguez has won thirteen of them. Back to Jeremy. Well, speaking of pitcher gold gloves and St. Louis Cardinals. Let's go with uh, Mr. Bob Gibson. I believe the owner of nine or ten of them, but definitely eight. Bob Gibson has won nine. Back to Deej. Uh, Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt has ten of them. You've gotten two each. Back to Biscuits for round three. Potentially the best outfielder of all time, Willie Mays. Willie Mays has won 12 of them. Back to Jeremy. Um. Let's go with another pitcher, also a former Cardinal, Jim Cott. Jim Cott has won 16 of them. Back to DJ. Right. I think my boy Omar Vizquel won uh, uh, enough to make the list. Omar Vizquel has 11. You've gotten three each. Back to Biscuits for round four. Uh, I'll go back to catchers, uh, and we'll go uh, Johnny Bench. That's Johnny a great Bench. answer. Johnny Bench has 10 of them. Back to Jeremy. Well, let's stick with catchers and go with the greatest catcher of this generation and future Hall of Famer, two-time World Series champion, Yadi Molina. With nine of them, Yadi Molina is on the list. Back to Deej. Dave Concepcion. Dave Concepcion has five. So uh, Deej is out. Wow. So back to Biscuits for round five. Uh, yet another outstanding outfielder, Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente has 10 of them. No, oh, sorry. Roberto Clemente has 12 of them. Back to hmm. Jeremy. How about a former Cardinal MVP, 1979, at first base, 1982 World Series champion, Keith Hernandez. 
Keith Hernandez, the co-MVP in 1979. Don't yeah, forget whatever. That. He's the one that counted. <laughs> he had 11 of them. Uh, you folks have gotten five each. Now back to biscuits for round six. Um, absolute all-star infielder, Ryan Sandberg. Ryan As a Sandberg. Cub, I will say I do. I, I respect him. He's great. He has nine of them. He is on the list. Back to Jeremy. All right. Oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of another Cardinal. And I think there is one, but I, he's right on the border, so I'm not sure. But you know what? Uh, this guy, I believe, hit a triple for his 3,000th hit. <laughs> Let's go with Ichiro. Ichiro has 10 of them. You guys have gotten six each. You have collectively gotten 15, so you're at half of what I'm designated, designating as the list. So back to Biscuits for round seven. Um, I'm going to go back to the outfield. Uh, and go sweetest swing ever, King Griffey. George Ken Griffey Jr. has 10 of them. Uh, uh, I'm going to stick in the outfield, and I'm almost positive he ended up with eight of them, and that's my boy Jimmy Edmonds. Jimmy Edmonds has eight of them. Uh, on an unrelated note, I found out recently that apparently Jim Edmonds is hated in the reality TV community. Yeah, the Real Housewives, yeah. Yeah, because he no cheated idea. on his wife. No like, clue. He's, I mean, he's kind of a douchebag. Didn't know that okay. all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't care. He's a hell of an outfielder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So back to biscuits. Uh, you guys have got you and Jeremy have gotten seven each. So uh growing up a Braves fan, uh yeah, well, you gotta go with him. Childhood hero and Yankees legend Andrew Jones. Uh Los Angeles Dodgers legend Andrew Jones. Greatest oh, Dutch player uh this side of Burt Blylevin, I think, or something like that, right? Greatest. Um, uh, yeah, I guess you can count him as – he's from Curacao. So, yeah, I guess you can count him as Dutch. That's, I mean, you know, he would play with the Netherlands in the World Baseball that's true. Classic, I think, right? Yeah, the Netherlands uh, really gets they, – they, they get off easy. They get Aruba. They get Curacao. They get the Netherlands. Yeah. They get all those Antilles down there. All right. Let's go with uh, Hall of Famer and uh, Detroit Tiger legend Al Kaline and 3,007 career hits, I believe. Al Kaline with 10 of them. So you guys have gotten eight each. So back to biscuits for round nine. So current manager Don Mattingly, I believe, at first base had a at least eight. Don Mattingly has nine. So that is correct. Oh, I back forgot about him. Good pull. All right. Um, well, I, we had Jimmy Edmonds. We had Andrew Jones. Uh, the third guy in that triumvirate was Tory Hunter. The great center fielders of that generation. I got to go with Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter has nine of them. Back to biscuits. Uh, all right. So this is where this starts to get a little weird. I know that there are some really good ones that are further back in years. I know that the Bonzes have several. I'm not 100% convinced how many each of them have. Maybe they collectively can count as one person. Yeah. Can we collectively <laughs> add them in? I don't know if anybody said this one yet. I think so. Uh, Roberto Alomar? Roberto Alomar. I've got him written down here. So, yeah, I, I was, it was, yeah. All righty. All right, so Biscuits, uh, you're at 10. Back to Jeremy. Uh, you know who else we haven't said, though? We said Sandberg. We said Alomar. Guy's in the Hall of Fame on his glove. Let's go with Bill Mazeroski. Bill Mazeroski on the strength of uh, his glove and that one home run. Yep. 
He has eight of them. Okay. So 10 each. You have uh, seven more. You've got 23 so far. So back to Biscuits. I'm trying to think further back because I think at this current moment, I've, I've exhausted everybody that or at least relatively close to people who I would be alive for. I'm trying to think right before I would have been born, would have been somebody six or a 70s, 80s. Dwight Evans? Does that make the list? Dwight Evans has eight. He is on the list. Yep, so back uh, to you for round 11. School. I'm going Louis Aparicio. Luis Aparicio with nine of them is on the list. You've got five more. Back to me, right? Yep. And I guess I'll make it six more if you guys get them all because I can't, you know, let Biscuits get one more. I agree. So I'm going to go with Barry Bonds. I'm not 100% convinced that he's got him, but when you're one of the greatest players of all time and you've we're actually a pretty decent fielder before roids. Let's go ahead and go for it. So give me, give me Barry Bonds for eight. Barry Bonds had eight of them. All right. The guy I've been wanting to stay for a while, but I've been very nervous because he either has seven or eight. And I don't remember what the number is, but he's the only other Cardinal I think could be on the list is Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland has eight of them. Thank God. All right. All right. So you guys, I didn't want to say him because I was like, I was like, I don't know if he's an eight. So you guys have gotten 12 each. Um, so we're at 25 all together. Um, so let's see if you can get those next five or six. So uh, Biscuits, back to you. Trying to, think, right. trying to think of guys I've already said. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately drawn to Nolan Arenado, but I don't think he's been in the league long enough. I don't think he has enough. I'm going to go with another outfielder. Okay. I'm trying to think about really good outfielders that also have really decent Gloves as well. Pick a Hall of Famer, Andre Dawson. That's the guy I had on my list. Andre Dawson has eight of them. All right. I have only one other name that I've written down that I've been a little nervous to say as well. I'm going back to second base. Frank White. I know one a bunch in like the 70s and 80s. Frank White has eight of them. All right. So you guys have gotten 13 each. We're at collectively, we're at 29. So yeah, uh, biscuits. What do you have for your last guess? All right. I think I'm going to go back to the outfield. I'm going to go recent Hall of Famer, Larry Walker. Oh, that's, that's a good guess. Larry Walker has seven. Be right there. Larry uh, Walker has seven. Uh, so Biscuits is out. Jeremy, you have one more guess. Can you uh, come up last, with one more? Last guys. I'm going to go with Kurt Flood. Kurt Flood has seven. Ah! You, you named a lot of guys with seven. Kurt Flood right. has seven. Dave Winfield has seven. Did Bob, I name anybody with eight? Bob Boone has seven. Bill White has seven. Uh, Nolan Arenado does have seven. I think he's won every year he's been in the league, and I think he's only been in the league for seven years. Um, so the five players left he did not guess. There was more, one more pitcher on the list, Bobby Shantz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who could forget <laughs> Bobby Shantz? Uh, a couple more outfielders, Gary Maddox and Paul Blair. I could have gotten him. Phillies, right? Uh, I believe so. You say one more first baseman? There was one more first baseman. Uh, what George era Scott. did he play in? Oh, George, George Scott. Okay. And Rivers, one I'm surprised, Scott, I think. One I'm surprised yeah. you guys didn't guess. He's probably the second best defensive shortstop of all time. Mark Belanger, the blade. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I guess. He's forgettable, though. He's forgettable because he's like the worst offensive player in history. But he's probably yeah. second by uh, Ozzie Smith. What's that? 
He had like 30 war or something, despite being like an absolute zero of a hitter. Yeah, he He's had like a 550 OPS. I think his on-base percentage was below 300 for his career. He hit like 12 yeah. homers for his career. Yeah. So yeah, those are the guys that have won eight gold gloves. Yeah. So in the hit and run round, uh, both Biscuits and Jeremy got 13, so they will be getting 26 points each. And Deej got three, so he'll be getting six points. All right. All righty. <laughs> and now moving on to round two and question one of round two. Who holds the record for most home runs in a season by a catcher? Got it. This is, this uh, is oh. most home runs by a catcher while they were playing catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have yeah. played DH in a game and gotten yeah. a home run. Yep. Like, um, the split at catcher or the most home runs in a season by a primary catcher? The most home runs in a season by a player who was playing catcher when he hit the home runs. All right, so so I, know, I know who set the record. Did this, anybody this, this is all according it? to Baseball Reference. I went to their splits page. I checked the highest yeah, guys yeah, on the yeah. list and made sure that, yeah. Um, I, I believe I know who it is. I'll lock in. I know who set the record. Did it get broken? All right. I'm locked in. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of catchers who, hit drop, who drop bombs. The Ooh. obvious names that come to mind are the, the – Roy Camp, Piazza obviously hit a bunch. I think Johnny Bench had a year where he was in the 30s. I know as a kid, Atlanta's catcher hit a bunch of bolts. Javi Lopez, I think. You know, I think of another Atlanta catcher that's strangely enough not Brian McCann. I know that Pudge had a year where he swung it right well. Uh, to his pre back to his pre nationals days. How many so, how many euphemisms for hitting home runs are you gonna throw at us? <laughs> oh, I mean, I can continue to go. Keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, man. Please don't. That, that's gonna be the new hit and run round. Just how many euphemisms for home runs can you can you throw at me? I haven't said I, anything about a big about a big dong either. I, I, dong. I think I think biscuits is winning that hands down. I can come up with a few, <laughs> but I don't think I'm gonna hold my my own against him. You know, I know Mike Piazza hit it, had at least two years where he hit forty. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Piazza. Uh, I think, I think, I think at least one of the years where he hit 40 may have, may have been the top number. All right, so biscuits going with Mike Piazza and Deej. I was pretty sure Javi Lopez had the most in a season by a guy who was a catcher, um, but then that made me start thinking if he had the split like hit wall catcher. I know he, he hit 43 in 2003. And he was in the NL, so he probably wasn't DHing much, if at all. Uh, I don't think he was a guy like uh, uh, you'd see, you know, playing first base, you know, sometimes to get did, the lineup. I'll, I'll stick you with did the say, you, you did say he didn't hit them all necessarily as a catcher, though, right? It's just the season he played catcher. No, I'm, no. Looking, for, I'm looking for players who hit home runs as a catcher. Yeah, he oh, looked at the oh. – Yeah. Not the, like, most home oh. runs – like fifty percent of games caught at catcher or greater or whatever. Yeah, just okay. I, okay. I, I went on baseball reference. I went to splits and I looked for okay. as a catcher. Oh as whatever, boy, as whatever, as whatever. Yeah. Wow. I'll still do a Bobby Lopez, okay. so, I'm not sure uh, now that now, now that it's a split. Well, right, I'm, so, right. so uh, teach sticking with Bobby Lopez. So and Jerry right, so 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 here's what I know. Roy Campanella had the record, and Todd Hunley broke the record with one big season. Now, I know Lopez hit more than Hunley in his big season. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know that I'm going to, I'm going to, but it was only by like one or two. Uh, like if, if, if Lopez, if, if Deez is right and Lopez had 43, I'm pretty sure Campanella had the record at 40. Hunley broke it by one at 41. And Lopez then, so I'm hoping Lopez hit two is either a DH or a pinch hitter, and I'm going to go with Todd Hunley. All right. It is Javi Lopez. All so right. Javi Lopez had 43 home runs in 2003. Uh, he hit one as a pinch hitter. Todd Hundley had 41 in 1996. He hit one as a pinch hitter. And Mike Piazza's okay. career high is 40. Yeah. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew Lopez had top Hundley's total. I just didn't know if they were all as a catcher. Yeah, like, if it was just straight be- home runs in a season – I would have been like, all right, it's Lopez, but yeah. yeah kind of ha- like that'll never be an American League record because like like the like Gary Sanchez, he's going to DH too much. Yeah, no um, no catcher is going to catch yeah. enough games to yeah. It's got to be an NL guy where you don't have yeah. a spot for him, so you have to keep him at catcher. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I thought well, Hunley is that was like basically pre-interleague or right at the start of interleague, right? It was the so, year before. 97 yeah, okay. was the first interleague year, yeah. Yeah. So Question 2. I'll take it. Yeah. In the 2004 trade that brought Alex Rodriguez to the Yankees, the Rangers in return received Alfonso Soriano and a player to be named later. One of the potential players that could have been named later was reported to be Robinson Cano. The Rangers instead selected whom? This player would go on to have a pretty mediocre career, but did find himself in the history books by fielding the final out of a perfect game. Um, I, got, I got a name in my head. I'll, I'll, I do too, I'll, but... Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to lock in. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll lock in. I think. All right. So biscuits, talk it out. Yeah. So fielding, fielding the last out of a perfect game is typically going to be an infielder. So when I'm thinking about the, the, the answer that you got to come to is who was an infielder that would have been on the well, 03 Yankees, I think. I'm not coming up with anybody there, so I'm assuming it's a minor league guy, which is going to hurt my chances. I guess the logical question now is going to be, how do we get to the perfect game and who would have been playing during the perfect game that would have been close enough? So I'm going to so I'm gonna go with a, I'm going to go with a guess here, and I'll share how I got to this point. Okay, what is your guess? <laughs> I, I'm just completely drawing a blank on players that would have gone back and returned for A-Rod. So, I'm knowing that this person has fielded a ball in a perfect game. There's only like five perfect games that have happened since 2004. I'm thinking back to, our, to, the, la- to the last week that I was on because we did no hitters, the last 30 no hitters. We did, yes. And so, I'm trying to think about guys that would have been on that list of through no-nos. So, Felix Hernandez would have thrown a would have thrown a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Kane threw a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Roy Halladay threw a perfect game. And wasn't that the same to one 2010, the same year that Dallas Braden threw his perfect game as well? So like I'm trying to think about those games and like how those games ended. And so I, I've gotten to the point now, I'm gonna go with the Roy Halladay perfect game. And I'm going to think of the only Phillies infielder that I can think of at that time that would have fielded a ball. And I'm going to go – I'm going to go Wilson Valdez, I think is the shortstop. Okay. Deej, what do you have for an answer? 
Yeah, so the only perfect game uh, memory I had uh, after that was Alexei Ramirez. So that's my answer. He, uh, I remember in, in Burley's game, the final out was a grounder to Ramirez, and then uh, Hawk goes, Alexei! Yes! Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, so that's my answer. I don't have a better guess, but I know okay. he was an infielder that fielded uh, the final out of a perfect game. So let's go All with right. him. And Jeremy. So I had no knowledge of who made the final out in perfect games. I don't remember any of those. Well, Alexei Ramirez, I probably could have gotten to you. I'm sure Deach um, has a sparkle quiz with that on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know uh, the guys who fielded those, those perfect games. I do know only because I'm pretty sure, and I, uh, maybe I'm misremembering his name, but the guy that the Yankees or the guy the Rangers picked over Cano his first name started with a J. I can't remember if it was Juan, Jose, Joaquin, but I believe it was Arias, A-R-I-A-S. I will uh, accept Arias as an answer. It is Joaquin okay. Arias. Uh, wow. Yeah, the final out of Matt Cain's third game was a grounder to third. Joaquin Arias fielded it, almost fell down, and then threw him out. All right, moving on to question three. Who holds the record for most career home runs by a pitcher with 38? Uh, I'm locked in. That sounded like everyone at once. Uh, you guys want you guys want a three two one this one? Yeah, why not? All right. So when I say go, give me your answer. So three, two, one, go. West Wes Farrell. That's West Farrell. So biscuits, you didn't actually get it. Yeah. <laughs> you said Warren Spawn, right, biscuits? I did say Warren Spawn. Yes. Yeah, it's it's West it's West Farrell. <laughs> brother, uh, brother of Mike, Rick Farrell, I believe. That's right. Isn't Mike Hampton close and? Walter Johnson hit a bunch. I know Mike Hampton's in Hampton, like the 20s. I think, is close. See, Mike, 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 Hampton's, Mike Hampton's pitching wasn't good enough to keep him yeah. in the lineup as a bat. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he went to the Rockies, he just fell apart. Yeah. When he, when he, was, when he was with the Rockies for a couple of years and the Braves and the Mets, he was a, he was a, he was a good hitter. Um, same thing yeah. with, uh, with Micah Owings. Like, Micah Owings was a way better hitter than he was a pitcher. Spawn's probably up there, too. Warren Spawn has 35, <laughs> so he's close. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he missed he missed three years due to the military, so he might he might have been the, the all time leader if uh, more for that dang World War II. All right, moving <laughs> on to question four. In nineteen fifty four, what Baltimore Baltimore Oriole led the American League in strikeouts? It was the team's first season in Baltimore, and no Oriole has repeated the feat since. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in. All right, I'm gonna lock in. I I'm just having trouble coming up with a. An Oriole from that that era, like uh, I'm trying to think, of, like St. Louis Browns pitchers, and uh, like I know Bobo Newsom was on the Browns, but I don't think he quite played late enough to be on the Orioles. I'll say Jones. <laughs> All right, Deej, Deej going with a safe bet of Jones. Jones and yeah. biscuits. Strategy. All right, so I'm trying to think of guys that would have been both Browns and Orioles, and. The name that I came up with is Don Larson. All right. Biscuit's going with Don Larson and Jeremy. So I came up with two guys that I was pretty sure were on the Browns and then the Orioles. One was Don Larson. One was Bob Turley. And Bob Turley was the guy I went with. Bob Turley is the answer. All right. Moving on to question five. And this is another two-parter for five points apiece. Who are the only two pitchers to have a game in which they struck out their age? As in the number of strikeouts they had in the game equaled their age in years. Okay. I got one uh, of them. I got, I got one of them. Got two guesses. I'll, I'll lock in on them. 
So when you say strike out their age, you mean like pitcher for team A struck out the same amount of hitters as his own. Uh, Charlie Huff struck out 45 on opening day in 1993. He would, <laughs> I would equal his age. You know what? I'm, I'm going to lock in. All right. So the one that I can immediately think of is Kerry Wood. 20 and 20, which then also means that I need to try and find another person who debuted at 18, 19, or 20. I mean, this, I mean, you got, you got to have someone who's like a teenager or potentially a 20 year old. Cause I know 20 is the most that's ever been struck out in a game. So I'm trying to think about like young kids. You know what? I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with Carrie Wood and Sandy Koufax. This gets going with Wood and Koufax and Jeremy. Well, no, no, I don't know if Koufax is right, but um, I, Carrie Wood is not the guy I was thinking of. Like, I completely ignored the 20 strikeout guys, and now I'm mad because I think you're 100% right. I think Carrie Wood was 20 when he struck out 20, and I'm pissed. The one I was 100% positive of was Doc Gooden was 19 when he struck out 19, which I think you're going to be just as mad for not thinking of, uh, but I think it's going to be Doc Gooden and Carrie Wood. Uh, I just went with uh, Hall of Famer Bob Feller because I know he debuted as a teenager and I was hoping maybe he struck out like 18 when he was 18. But I, it, I think it's got to be Doc Gooden and Kerry Wood. Okay, so you're going with Doc Gooden and Kerry Wood. And... No, 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 no. I went with Doc Gooden and Bob Feller. Doc I'd, like Bob to Feller. Switch, okay. I'd like to switch to Doc Gooden and Kerry Wood, but I'm not going <laughs> to All right, and uh, Biscuits, what do you got for answers? Or sorry, Deej, what do you got for answers? Um, yeah, uh, for me, Kerry Wood was the easy one. And then I started thinking, uh, would would a wine be such a dick as to use someone born on Leap Day? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> dude who was, you know, like 24 and struck out like eight or whatever the math is on that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> by the way, by the way, the fact that you're having trouble doing the math of 24 divided yeah, 24, by four. Eight, that's, you know, it's every four yeah. years, right? <laughs> Bob Feller was my other answer. I'm going to go with uh, Kerry Wood and Bob Feller. Okay. Um, so, Deej getting 10 points on this one. Jeremy and Biscuits both getting five. It is Bob Feller and Kerry Wood. Doc oh, my in God. His, in his first two seasons, never had more than 16 in a game. He won 19 really? games. I thought he it. had a 19 strikeout game when, nope, in 1984. I didn't, wow. check all the, I didn't check everything, but not in his first uh, two seasons when he was 19 and 20. Wow. And like 19 part of the second one. So now you got me curious. I'm looking at February 29th birthdays. So there's only four pitchers that have struck out 19, 20. There's been Steve Mingori, Bill Long, Ed Appleton, and Stefan Crichton. Crichton? Crichton? They were born on February 29th? That were born on February 29th. So uh, uh, one yeah, pitch looking last at year, that. actually. I did not know. Bill Long uh, struck out nine when he was – he only pitched until he was 31. Yeah, uh, in 1987, Bill Long had a nine-strikeout game, which is uh, – So would have been more than his age, technically. Yeah, so uh, uh, he would have been a six at the time. Yeah. <laughs> also, fun fact about Bill Long, uh, he went to the same high school as Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, Moeller, right? And Barry Larkin, yeah. Mo Archbishop, Archbishop yeah. Moeller, Meller, whatever, in Cincy. Uh, yeah, Bob Feller had 17. He was 17. He struck out 17. Moving on to oh. six. Who is the only pitcher to win 20 games in a season for both the Yankees and the Mets? 
Yankees and just so you don't, just so you don't think I'm tricking you, it's not Duckin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe I have a lock in. I'm pretty sure I know it. All right, I'm locked in. I'm trying to think of Mets 20 game winners. I would say Jacob Degrom, but we all know that's a big ass joke. So none of the, so none of those guys, none of those guys play for the Yankees. Try and go in the reverse order of 20 game winners for the Yankees that would have played for the Mets. Like, even if I go to, like, wins leaders for guys at the Yankees who won a ton of games, I'm going to lock in and say Whitey Ford. All right. Because I know he won a bunch in. of games with the Yankees, but I, I have no idea whether or not he would have played for the Mets because that's just Whitey so long Ford. ago, and I don't think he did. And, Deed, what do you got? Pretty sure it's David Cohn. And Jeremy. The only guy I know that won 20 games for the Mets that definitely played for the Yankees was David Cohn. So I don't know that he won 20 for the Yankees. But if, if it's not him, it's Jerry Kuzman, and I don't know if he ever played for the Yankees. So I went with David Cohn. It is David Cohn. He won All 20 right. games for the Mets in 1988 and won 20 games for the Yankees in 1998. So All right, moving on to question seven. In 1987, the Detroit Tigers traded John Smoltz to the Atlanta Braves for Yes, home. they did. I'm locked in. Uh, I, I know it, yeah. I hate to say this, but this was before my time. <laughs> so the Tigers at the time were trading for a guy because they needed to find a play. They needed to find a pitcher because they were – I can't remember they were in a pennant race or they were good. They were looking to be better because I know Smoltz got traded when he was in the minors. So he had not actually kind of made his debut yet. This would have been someone who would have been probably in the rotation or a legit arm for the Braves. I'm going to go with Doyle Alexander. All right. Biscuits going with Doyle Alexander and Deej. I agree. It's Doyle Alexander. And Jeremy? One of my favorite trivia facts about Mr. Doyle Alexander is that he was traded – for two Hall of Famers. At the beginning of his career, he was in a trade for Frank Robinson. And at the end of his career, he was in a trade for John Smoltz. Doyle Alexander. Um, it is Doyle Alexander. Um, but yeah, that, that trade gets lauded as like one of the worst trades of all time. But that actually worked out pretty well for the Tigers. At yeah, the Tigers time. in 87 won the division. Yeah, Alexander yeah. went 9-0 and with a 153 ERA. And the Tigers won the division. Um, obviously, Smoltz yeah. became a Hall of Famer with the Braves. But in the yeah, short yeah, run, yeah. it worked out pretty well for him. All right, moving on to question eight. And this one is a three-parter. You'll get five points apiece for each part, so you can get 15 on this Ooh. one. So Bobby Richardson is the only player to win World Series MVP for a losing team. But three players have won an LCS MVP for a losing team, all in the 1980s. For five points apiece, name those three players. I'll, I'll lock in. I, uh, I got three educated guesses. I'm, so I'm going to lock in. So I know Jeffrey Leonard – with the 1987 Giants, was against the Cardinals. He was the world. He was the NLCS MVP, and the Cardinals obviously won the series. So it had to be 86 NLCS. There's got to be somebody on the Astros. Mike Scott was the Cy Young winner that year, so he's the most dominant guy on that team. Glenn Davis is the big bat on that team. You know what? I'm just gonna. All right. So I'm gonna go Jeffrey Leonard. I'm going to go Greg Luzinski from the 83 White Sox. I don't think that's right, but I cannot remember. Uh, and for my third one, 86 Astros, 
I'm going to go with Glenn Davis. Okay. So you're going with Davis, Luzinski, and Leonard? Yep. Okay. And Biscuits? Yeah, so the only one that I felt actually really comfortable with, you already named, uh, and it's Mike Scott because he threw two CGs in the same LCS. And I know him, but I know he won both of those because he only gave up like one run. Literally, from a names perspective, I I couldn't draw a single blank. So I'll take potentially my five points, Scott, uh, okay. and uh, I, I won't spare you guys more time here. Okay. And uh, Deej, what do you got? I uh, definitely agree on Mike Scott. He uh, was uh, like like you talked to Mets fans, and they're like, it was so important we won that game six because we were not going to beat Scott in game seven. No. Uh, and I can't remember exactly what he did, but I'm almost positive he he was definitely like the man in that series. Yeah, um, but gone with him because he's yeah. Um, and then the other two, I just like I kind of remember the Braves lost in like a, a series in the early '80s. So yeah, to say, the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, so I was going to throw out Dale Murphy, and then um, I thought I remember maybe the Cubs. So I was going to say Ryan Sandberg. Nah, that was Garvey. That one I know. So we're going with Sandberg. Scott and who else? Uh, Mike Scott, Sandberg, and Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy. Okay. So five points for everyone. Uh, Jeremy, you are correct in saying that Jeffrey Leonard in 1987 was an ALCS winner for a losing team or NLCS winner for a losing team. Mike Scott in 86 was also one. And in 1982 for the California Angels, Fred Lynn. All right. Question nine. In 1952, what Hall of Famer hit a home run in his first career at bat and then never hit another one in his career? Okay, well. So you're locking in Deach? Yeah. Okay. I mean. I'm going to go ahead and lock this in as well. All right. So obviously he is a Hall of Famer because he is a pitcher. That's correct. Nobody else, no position player has only one career home run. I don't think Dwayne Kuyper is a Hall of Famer, so no. Yeah. So we are looking for somebody who was a rookie in 1952 as a pitcher. And went on to the Hall of Fame. I'm just going to say Hoyt Wilhelm. That's not right. All right. So, Jeremy going with Hoyt Wilhelm and Biscuits. That was an incredible logistical, logical way to get to that point. It is Hoyt Wilhelm. And Deej? I I will also say Hoyt Wilhelm. Yeah, it's Hoyt Wilhelm. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Moving on to question 20, the last question of regulation. In 1997, Cardinals legend Ron Gant became the first player to ever hit a home run in what state? You're saying a regular season home run, too, or does it matter? Regular season, yep. I'll lock it. You know what? You know what? I know this answer. I will lock it. All right. This gets us locked And so is Deej. 98 is when the Diamondbacks came into the league, right? It was 97. And if 98 is when they came into the league, maybe they had a game in Arizona – as like a preview of Major League Baseball in Arizona. I mean, I think it has to be Virginia or Arizona. I'm almost positive that 1998 was the first year for the Diamondbacks and Rays. So I'm going to assume that maybe for some reason a game was moved. I'm going to say Virginia. All right. So Jeremy going with Virginia and Deej. Yeah, I was trying to think back to uh, which – it could be. Um, obviously, you know, every current MLB team, uh, so it was either the Diamondbacks or the Rays, and then there's the Marlins. So I was thinking, you know, kind of the preview in Arizona. Then I was trying to think back to, like, 
other states because like I know uh, like Virginia there was a Richmond team in the 1800s and someone must have homered in Richmond at some point. Ah, uh, that's a good point. That's like a the solid. steps and uh, like the Rhode Island, the Providence Gray. So like I yeah. Think so then I was thinking, uh, yeah, that 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 Memphis idea you had it kind of made a lot of sense. And then um, I was thinking maybe there's an exhibition in New Orleans for some reason. But uh, um, my answer that I locked in on was the the Arizona kind of Diamondbacks preview game. Uh, so I'll I'll say Arizona. All right, and biscuits. So unfortunately, you you guys started to hit, you started going down the right path here. So. Arizona and, and, and the Rays did not play until 1998. Yeah. If it had been 97, then obviously it would have been great. But little known fact, 1997, they played the Paradise Series in Hawaii. Really? Hawaii is the correct answer. I do not remember that at all. Yep, the Cardinals and Padres played a three Cardinals game. and Padres in Hawaii. Yep, a regular, se- a regular season three-game series in Ron Gant hit the only home run in that three-game series, and it was an inside the Parker. So that is the end of regulation. So now moving on to the extra innings round, but first another quick score update. With 121 points, we've got Deej. With 136, we've got Biscuits. And with 156, we've got Jeremy. And now moving on to the extra innings round, which the way the extra innings round works is before I ask the three questions, you will submit to me a point wager. That point wager can be any or all of the points that you have built up in the game. If you get all three questions right in the extra innings round, you will get all those points you wagered. If you get two out of three, you'll get half. If you get one out of three, you'll lose half. And if you get zero out of three, you will lose all of it. So I'll ask you to submit to me a point wager in whatever media you choose. Um, Once I have all point wagers, we'll move on to the extra innings round. And the only thing is that it has to be an even number because you can't lose or gain half of uh, of an odd number. So once I get all three wagers, we'll move on to the extra innings round. Um, So all three point wagers are in. So now we'll move on to extra innings. All right. So question one of extra innings. Who dropped a fly ball in the 10th inning of game eight of the 1912 World Series in a moment that would define his legacy forever? All right. There's there's only one answer I can give you for that. So I'm going to – yeah, I'm locked in. I'm also locked in as well. Yeah, I I got my guess. So question two. Who is the all-time leader in home runs by a player whose last name begins with the letter Q? Locked in. I'm locked in. I can only think of one hitter with <laughs> <laughs> the last name starts with Q. I'm going to go with it. That's fine. Okay. And question three. Dick Stewart, the first player to hit 30 home runs in a season in both the AL and NL, had what odd nickname? I'm locked in. If I am right, on these answers that I have. Yep. Um, you have written some excellent questions well, for you. this final. But if I, I if you get it wrong, like, I didn't like, write excellent questions. Well, I mean, no, they're they're still excellent questions. But like, you have you have as a question writer, you have done very well. well Let me just say that. All right. So now for the answers. Question one: Who dropped a fly ball in the bottom of the tenth inning in Game Eight of the nineteen twelve World Series in a moment that would forever define his legacy? Biscuits. What do you got? Fred Snodgrass. And Deej. Um, I, I I think he's right. I had Fred Merkel. And Jeremy. <laughs> so he might be right, but I went the Deej route because I thought cement his legacy. So I thought, well, he made the boneheaded play. In 1906, he was on the Giants. I think he was still on the Giants during that World Series. 
So yeah. I went Fred Merkel as well. And I thought right. cements his legacy as Bonehead Merkel. So but, but it was not I, Fred Merkel and his boner. Um, that was a base running mistake. It is indeed yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Fred Snodgrass. Snodgrass yeah. is muff. Merkel's um, boner. And to go with the, uh, the define the legacy thing, uh, it's in his funeral, or it's in his um, obituary, which is in the New York Times. So in 1974, when he died, his obituary in the New York Times was headlined, Fred Snodgrass, 86, dead, ball player muffed 1912 fly. So That's cemented. It's in the Times? Yeah. I don't what think it's on his, uh, his tombstone, but it might as well be. Hmm. Question two. Who is the all-time leader in home runs by a player whose last name begins with Q Biscuits? The only person I can think of right now, the last name with Q is... Hard hitting Carlos Quentin. Indeed. Yeah. I don't think that's right. Indeed. Uh, me? Yeah, um, I had Carlos Quentin also. And Jeremy? So I have taken the Sporkle quiz, the top five home run hitters by last name, or top <laughs> five home run hitters with each letter of the alphabet. And I can, Omar, the only one letter I have trouble with is the Qs, because like Omar Vizquel is one of the top five career home run leaders with a Q in his last name. Oh. But. Uh, Carlos Quinton, whose jersey I have with the White Sox, who hit 30 home runs with them, uh, I I'm almost 100% is absolutely the correct answer. Yep, uh, it, is, it is Carlos Quinton, and it's really not close. Uh, he had 154 yeah. of them. Yeah. I believe the next player, <laughs> like, it might be like, like Jamie Quinn and with like 25. Jamie Quirk, Mark yeah. Quinn. And then question number three, Dick Stewart, the first player to hit 30 home runs in a season in both the AL and NL, had what odd nickname? Biscuits, what do you got? I'm pretty sure this is the same year that Dr. Strangelove came out, which I'm pretty sure Dick Stewart was not known for his glove. However, he was Dr. Strangelove. And Deej. Yeah, he actually has several nicknames. He's also like Iron Hands. And uh, like, like if you look at his uh, B-Ref page, like he's got like five nicknames all alluding he's like, to what he's a like terrible <laughs> Yeah, but the only odd one was uh, Dr. Strangelove. I agree. And Jeremy. And again, you were, uh, this is where I was saying, oh, I think you wrote a great question because you said odd nickname. And then it, I was like, oh, yeah, Dr. Strange. I actually have some friends who are on a softball team and their softball team is uh, Dr. Strange Glove or How I Learned to Love the Long Ball, I think is what How I Learned to Stop Worrying and, lo and Love the How, how bomb, I Learned to really. Stop Worrying and Love the, yeah, love the Long Bomb, I think is <laughs> yeah, the full team name. Uh, but Dr. Strange Glove is what I have. And I don't think it's going to make a difference, though. Those biscuits sweat those. It is Doctor Strange Glove. Here's his other nicknames: Stu, Doctor Strange Glove, the Boston, Boston Strangler, baby, <laughs> and the Man with the Iron Glove. All right. So in the extra innings round, let's see. Deej wagered a modest wager of 26 points. He got two out of three questions right. He will be getting 13 points. Uh, Jeremy wagered everything he had. Uh, he wagered 156 points. He got two out of three right, so he'll be getting 78 points. Uh, Biscuits wagered 136 points. He wagered everything he had. He got three out of three right, so he'll be gaining 136 points. Uh, and the winner and champion of season one with 272 points is Mr. Biscuits. Good job, Biscuits. Well done, sir. Well done. In yeah, second, well place with two, second place with 234 is Jeremy, and in third with 134 is Deej. All right. So, Those, so, so, uh, biscuits. Where, where are you? So, the winners of the Super Bowl go to uh, Disney, Disneyland. Where are you going? Like, 
Churches. Oh my God. Um, God, I'm gonna go to Sheets. Go to Sheets. Sheets. Yeah, so that's a wrap for for season one. Um, I'm gonna take a little bit of a break just because I it's finding enough people to do all these episodes is kind of tough, and writing all these questions is kind of tough. So I just want to take a little bit of time to kind of build my question and my uh, contestant database a little bit back up. So they're not gonna have a new episode for at least a few weeks. Um, but when I do, I'll I'll probably post like a teaser episode or something. So if you're subscribed and you want to listen, um, I'll post a little reminder or something the week okay. before. So yeah, before we head out, um, any quick little little shout out, anything that you want to promote, anything and all that you want to say, uh, we'll go for that now. I know Jeremy, I know you have have something, and but uh, biscuits, we'll start off with you. Any anything you want to anything you want to say? Yeah. So um, I was really excited. Um, I was listening today to MLB Network and uh, heard a lot of guys today. Casey Stern was one of them who talked about how Father's Day this year uh, was going to be really awesome because there are, a lot of, there are a lot of fathers out there who are normally playing. Uh, fathers that we know, obviously, Major League Baseball players, and a lot of guys that are, that are working, doing their work. Um, and so, um, look, I've got a, I have a dad. Um, I'm, a, I'm a father of a couple as well. And so uh, just big shout-out to, to all the dads out there, and um, you know, hopefully everyone enjoys their ties and socks this weekend uh, or golf clubs or whatever you guys get for father's day, but um, happy father's day, everybody. And uh, hopefully I'll see my dad this weekend. So really excited about that. There you go. And, uh, and DJ, you got anything? No, yeah, nothing special. Just uh, looking forward to seeing my dad on father's day too. And uh, you know, be, be kind to each other. And that's all I got. There you go. And, uh, and Jeremy. Uh, well, like I said at the beginning, I run a little company called brain bash trivia. So I always like to plug that when I do these things. Uh, and these days I do a lot of virtual events. So no matter where you are in the country, if you got a company and you want to do a little virtual trivia, you can reach out to me at brain bash trivia on Facebook or on the web. And, uh, you know, in these crazy times, uh, just let your voice be heard and, and, and stand up for what's right. And I'm just going to get a little political and say black lives matter. So there you go. There we go. So yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on guys. Um, and obviously we don't have baseball now and it doesn't seem like we'll be, I mean, hopefully we'll be having some anytime soon, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, I'm, I'm, if, if, if I gave you even the, the, the slightest amount of joy listening to this and giving you some baseball facts, then I feel like I've done my job. So thanks for listening. You've given um, me a I, lot of joy in both playing and perfect. listening. So. Perfect. I got the slightest amount. That's, that's all I can expect. If, 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 you're, if you're remotely less miserable than you were, what, three months ago, then, uh, then good for me. Yeah. For, uh, for Biscuits, for Deej, and for Jeremy, my name is Andrew, and this was the podcast to be named later. Have a nice night, guys. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast to be named later. Our intro and outro music was written by my good friend Chuck Lease. If you've been enjoying the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or one of several other podcast services. Also, if you could leave a review, I would appreciate that as well. If you're interested in becoming a contestant or have any questions or feedback on the show, you can send an email to ptbnlbaseballpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the discussion thread for the show, which is posted every Tuesday on the R Baseball subreddit on Reddit. Until next week, my name is Andrew, and this is the podcast to be named later.